Thanks for listening to Spraymakers, the podcast where Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson dive deep into the world of water skiing. Turning is often too much the focal point of people's training rather than understanding it's a byproduct of many other factors. Listen as the guys dig into this week's discussion on turning. I think a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on turns as being the, the most important part, but ultimately, if you don't have speed, you're not going to have enough space to make turns or not going to be able to make the buoy. So I thought yeah. we'd, you know, spend today talking about turns. Well, yeah, because, because, you know, and we, we started this thing by, you know, um, saying it's, you, you know, it, we're just imagining that we're sitting in the boat and, and what's, you know, what's the order of operations, meaning, you know, what, what, what catches your eyes a coach first, second, third, and, and um, I think you're exactly right that too often people start here because it's the low hanging fruit, you know, um, it's, 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 you know, whether you're watching someone ski or whether you're, you're the one doing the skiing, you know, you blow a turn is obvious, you know, um, you blow a series of events that led up to the potential of a good turn and it's not as obvious. So that's, yeah, you're exactly right. That's why we started where we started. Um, but you know, where do you fall? You know, where do you fall 99% yeah, yeah, of the time? Perfect. perfect. You, fall, you fall in the turn. So, you know, I mean, obviously people, problem. <laughs> exactly. It must be a turn problem. And that reminds me, I'm glad you said that because this, this reminds me of, uh, it's probably a year ago, you and I were talking uh, along these lines and, and you had made a comment and, and this is, this is an aside, but you'd made that comment about how, how one season you decided that you were just going to stop falling at the turn, that that was not an option, that you weren't going to, you know, you weren't going to do anything drastic enough that was going to allow you to fall in the turn. And, and, uh, and, uh, it was, you know, so I guess that kind of goes, you know, yes, it's a very, very important component of, of, of the entire pass and, and, and B it's, it's often misdiagnosed. Like so many people tell me like, oh man, I have an offside turn problem. And that, that's, you know, there, there are some pretty basic, um, you know, principles of motion that are going to, that are, going to govern, you know, the, you know, the efficiency of a turn. And, and, and as we get into this, I think it's going to be surprising to some people that the, the, you know, the principles of motion that go into a turn are actually very familiar, you know, to you as it relates to other sports or, or, or even to walking. Whoa, you got me excited, man. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Yeah. I, I just think, yeah, I, I think I, that was a great example. I, I, t- I actually forgot about that. Uh, just, just for a moment, you know, it's not something yeah. I, I ever forget, but yeah, no, I, I, I was just putting so much emphasis on trying to, to throw that turn to keep you in the game. And, and it seemed like for me in my professional career at that time, you know, I would blow, I, I would, I would be trying to turn a two ball or trying to turn a three ball at 41 and I'd blow out. And then that would, that me, me doing that would leave the door open for, you know, a Will Asher or a T gas or, you know, any, any n- number of guys, you know, that I was competing against to come mm-hmm. in, get, get around one, pull long to two S turn two and beat me or, you know, same, same, same thing when they go to three balls. So yeah, it just kind of, I kind of realized like you got to be able to finish your turn and have a chance at going at the next buoy. And if you just throw the hail Mary and blow out, then there is, you have no chance. As soon as you're in the water, you're done. So yeah. that's and where that, that goes, came from. Yeah. And then that goes back to, to, you know, uh, 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 we had a brief discussion a few weeks back about, um, choosing and, and, and being, happy with your best available line. So like that, that scenario you're talking about right now, that's when someone is, is, 
is trying to ski a line that is no longer available to them, you know, based right. on, you know, a few different factors, water speed, you know, the, uh, you know, approach angle into the turn and da, 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 da. So, um, even if that's, man, even if that's the only takeaway, <laughs> if that's the primary takeaway though, I, I really, uh, I like that. Like there is, as a course skier, there's no, re- there is seldom a reason that you should fall on the turn unless you're trying to do something that, that, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to exit the turn on a line that, that your approach line isn't, isn't going to allow for, but, but, um, <clears throat> okay, let's, let's get into the, into the mechanics of this then. I mean, you're, you know, you've always been known as, you know, for, for having the smoothest turns in the industry. And there was a reason why you had like six water ski magazine covers because your turns are always <laughs> on point. Um, so what, w- let's, let's get started. Where do you start with this? So, you know, and so I, I think for most of this episode, we're, we're, we're going to assume that a lot of, you know, the, the, the previous, a lot of the topics we've covered on the previous episode are, 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 are moving in the right direction. You know, we'll, we'll touch on some things that, you know, um, will prevent you from doing good, good turns, but, you know, let, let's just say, you know, tight line, decent speed, what, walk, walk us through your, your, your first turn. Well, exactly. And, and so you, you, uh, you definitely want to, the reason why we put those other episodes out there was to make sure we got that, that foundation for you. Those are more important than this, but they lead to it. Right. So let's just hypothetically say we had a really nice, uh, early edge change, center line edge change. We're riding now, now we've got it. We're onto our turning edge. We've changed edges. We've landed. We're skiing out towards the buoy, you know, in my opinion, um, it's weird. I don't have a lot of people that 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 agree or disagree with me on this. But in my mind, uh, when you're when you have your two hands on and you're just holding on to that swing, you're swinging up on the boat. In my mm-hmm. opinion, that you you want to try theoretically to to hold on to that handle with two hands until you get to the buoy line. Mm-hmm. So and the buoy line is and a not dotted to, not, uh, to the, not to the buoy, yeah. but to the buoy, no. to the width of the buoy, right? Right, exactly. <clears throat> That's what I was getting at. So if you if you yeah. drew a, a dotted line down the down the course, which is you know the buoys one, three, and five, like draw a line right there. Whenever you cross that imaginary line on your way out, that's where that hand would come off, and then you know, we start, we start to do our turn. I think that's something okay. that for me, that's, that's my goal, but there's a lot of people, I'm just going to just start with this real quick. There's a lot of people that yeah. would say you can't hold on that long, you know, and that comes from, you know, they, they, they can't, they can't keep two hands on that long because of their direction and their speed mm-hmm. into the buoy that, mm-hmm. that just, just a real quick, that came from pulling long, yeah. getting yanked to the inside, having us too straight a line at the buoy and you know, if you hold on with two hands, you're actually going to arc inside the buoy. But if you yeah. if you've listened to previous episodes, you know what we're doing. So let's just like you just said, we're hypothetically, or I mean, actually, now that you guys have all been practicing this on the water, we're doing we're we're skiing on this line. So anyway, so now we've edge changed. We ride out. We just swing out, just staying connected to that rope. You know, what I think about is being the weight on the end of the line. I'm just holding on. I'm okay. not pulling on it. I'm not, I'm just a weight and I'm just staying connected to that line. And, right and out where, that. where is the handle at this point then? Like, so like you're on your inside edge and now you're, you're, like you said, you're going to ride, you're going to be the weight on the end of this swing until you get to the buoy line. What, 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 where is the handle in relation to your body from, from that you know, from edge change to buoy line. So edge change to buoy line, you're going to be your body, your water speed is going to be going faster than the boat. So 
uh, in theory, that handle is starting to move in a, in a way behind you, like you're moving ahead of it. So yeah. if you're going into buoy one, for me, as I edge change and I'm coming in, then that handle is close to my left hip. Okay. Um, and I, my body and my, I'm, I'm basically swinging around that handle. And as I swing around that handle, that handle relatively gets a little bit, uh, behind me and my body is ahead of it. You know, that's what we're shooting for. in, in my opinion, we don't want to be, but we don't want to have that handle out in front of us and our body yeah. be in line. Right. So if you take a, if you take a, if you take a line from the pylon to the handle, to your hips, I guess, or your belly mm -hmm. button, um, as the closer and closer and closer you are approaching the apex of your turn, the farthest up on the boat, the farthest, you know, away from the boat you get, um, the more that your body and hips are going to pass that handle. How do you think about that? Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, I, I think, I think it's just really important that it just, it stays where it is, you know? Right. Um, it, and, and you would, you would. You're you, wrapping around it, not it's moving around on you. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah, for sure. And because you had said something last year, you know, along the lines of being of just being outside the handle. Mm -hmm. And and ideally, you, you'll, you're you always outside the handle. You know, think of it and just back it up a little bit. When you cross the center of the wakes and you start transitioning onto that flat ski, like where are you in relation to the handle? You know, you're you're behind it, you know, or you're outside of it or however you want to however you want to term it. And it's just as you as you come swing up on the boat, just where you are in relation to the handle just should not change. So you're always you know, outside of it. And like, I hope that's not too abstract, but, but staying where you are is, is really what's really important. So then, okay. So now you've, <clears throat> the moment that your outside hand comes off mm -hmm. now, like now what, what are you doing with the handle? What, 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 so what are you doing with so, the handle at that point? Like the, 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 the hand that's holding the handle. So the hand that's holding the handle, that, that is just, we want to make sure, I mean, uh, we always talk about this in relation to your belly button as your midsection, uh -huh. but we want to, we would ideally like to keep the handle under our belly button, mm -hmm. you know, so that we, as soon as you get the handle, uh, the rope or handle above belly button, you basically isolate your top of your body and, and you become static. You can't, you can't really actually move your body around the moment the handles comes below your belly button you're dynamic and you can you you're free to move around on your skis so yeah um so so number one but but i think what's really important is that the handle can't go out anymore it's it's tight you, you're mm -hmm. at the end of the arc so mm -hmm. when you're letting go with your hand what you're really trying to do is you're starting to allow your body to move away from the handle. Yes. Oh, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you exactly. want to be extending away from that handle and, but, but the hand that's holding it knows exactly where that line is tight. You know, yeah. it knows exactly where safety is. You yeah. don't have safety when you have the big bow in the line. That's why we did all this work leading up to this episode, yeah. because if you have a bunch of slack, then basically you're throwing a Hail Mary on every single turn. Anytime yeah. you have slack, you're throwing a Hail Mary. And so what we're trying to do is, you know, come in on a connected line. When we let go, understand that we are, we are now trying to extend our ski out and away from the handle, keep the handle low so that we can stay in a, in a, in a place where we can actually still be dynamic and move around. I mean, you're exposed when you're in the turn. So mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you have ability to, uh, find or keep your balance at any moment. You know, are and there anything, is there any key? Yeah, go ahead. That's yeah, no. And I think that's, you're exactly right. Like you, the only reason why we let go is so your ski and your body can continue on its same path longer. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're not, we're not, 
we're not reaching per se ideally, right? Like reaching to me implies that we're that we're reaching towards a pylon, and 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 we're absolutely not unless we're running parallel with the boat at this point, which which unfortunately too many people are. We let go, so our ski and our body can continue on its same path. So I think I think just like a like the first mistake people will make at that at this point meaning the the start of the reach and and, and again we're, we're assuming that the edge change was early enough and that you were you are maintaining outward direction um the mistake people make at this point is they get really hasty with that reach they they throw that they like they throw the handle out and they get to max they get to max extension immediately and then stand there and waiting for the buoy they stand there you know waiting waiting for the buoy to come to them painful um, yeah. And, and it's like, it's that, and, and you, you can, excuse me, you can go back like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And there was a lot of theory kind of being bounced around about being too, you know, being too early. Um, you know, if you have any chance of running 39, you can't be too early. And they, they were, they were kind of missing the point. It, it wasn't, it's not that you don't want to be too early. You just, you just never want to be not moving, you know, at, at every line length, I want to apex at the buoy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as the line gets shorter, that becomes increasingly, increasingly more important. But it's not like it's not, you know, it's not like you're trying to at 41, you're trying to run a later line. That's not it. You're just trying to be very continuous with your outward direction. So I think I think the the best rule for that is when that outside hand comes off the handle, you need to resist with that inside hand. Don't don't throw it out. You've got to resist and and let it out as you are still as your ski and your body are, are continuing to advance up. And, 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 and away from the pylon. What are you so feeling? What are you feeling when you're doing that? I, I'm, I'm being really strong with that handle hand. So you, really, your bicep really is, your bicep is kind of, is, yes. is, is letting yourself go. It's allowing yes. it to open, but it's staying kind of flexed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and I have photos like, you know, and, and, and even at short, short where that outside hand is off. And, and at that point, I'm, there's absolutely tension in that handle hand. You know, it, it's, it's not at that point because, uh, you know, we've kind of rolled inside a little bit. That arm does have bend in it. Um, and I'm being, I'm, I'm being, I'm being strong with that handle. I, I'm thinking about, about feeling tension on, it, it's kind of weird the way I, in my mind, I want to feel tension on the inside of my hand, meaning like I'm not reaching away. I mean, I'm not trying to pull it away from the boat, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling tension on the inside of my hand and I'm just going to let it out as, as I continue to, to rise up and rise out. And that's like, you know, when you see people, um, you, you know, skiers that, that don't have a full extension. Um, and then that's like one of those low hanging fruits, like, man, he doesn't even reach all the way. But in my mind, they're, that's not, they're actually not, they're not doing that wrong. Like, like I'd rather have someone that only reaches to the point that their outward travel subsides. And then, and if that means that your arm isn't fully, fully extended, that's a better scenario than the guy that throws the, the reach towards a pylon and creates a loose line. Um, kind of, kind of an aside, but yes, yeah, at that point I'm, I'm just keeping resistance on the handle. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, I love it. Cause that, that when you talked about, you know, photos and, and, uh, you always see a lot of, you know, when you see pros, like I, I guess I always liked it in my photos too. I, it made me look jacked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'd, you'd see this cool photo and my bicep would be exploding. And I'm like, man, 
my bicep is never that big in real life, but <laughs> I guess in that one moment it's flexed out. So really ideally what, what's happening is that that arm, I believe that you're holding tight. What you're doing is you're just understanding where safety is. Okay. Yeah. So by holding it tight, you know exactly where the line is tight. That way, when you go to bank a turn, if that line's just, just barely, it's kind of right there. You've got your arm. You can always open your arm more to get even more extension. If you think you're, you need mm -hmm. it, or you're going to come up a little bit short, but you you got to know where tight is. You know, you, uh, that, yep. I think that's a really important thing. So, and, and I think like the last, just in keeping with that and the last thing, uh, um, sort of have that come full circle is and then I want that, I want that feed out or the, or the reach, you know, as it's more commonly, you know, termed, I want that to be continuous. So I, I, I want, I want the rate at which it's moving out to be, to be, um, to be slow enough or controlled enough is probably a better, better term controlled enough that the, that the moment I get to max extension. And again, even if that isn't fully a straight arm, but the, but the moment that my, that, that handle is no longer going out, there's no pause at the top. It's, it's out, 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 out. The second that's far enough. And then it's, then I'm already coming in, back in, there. in, in. Yes. I do not want to be stuck staring because, because like, like, like you said, if you're not, if you're not, if you're no longer moving up and out, then you're moving back. And at that point, at the, at the moment that, that the boat is starting to pull away from me, if I haven't already started my turn, then I'm, I'm missing my opportunity. So, so control that reach, like resist it and be very continuous with it. It's, you know, and that's why, and then you go back another 20, you know, 20 years again. And when people were talking about how it's the backswing of a golf and I was just like, I was like, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's no backswing, but, but, but in reflection, that's what they were talking about. Just never, never being, never being paused. It's out right. once you get to max and it's back in. So there, there's, there's, that's my take on, on, on the reach portion. I like it. I like it. You know what I thought? I thought, why don't I just, why don't I just kind of walk through, walk through a turn in my mind? uh, w with you. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll beat it up and there might be, you know, I'm just gonna, I might skip some, I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll lay it out there and then we'll see where this takes us. So yes, for me, uh, let's say I am going, um, from left to right or through the gates into one, I'm going to shoot for having enough speed at the center line to edge change center line. Then I'm going to, you know, hold on and be swinging, swinging and taking that speed that I have out to that boot, imaginary buoy line with two hands. I'm keeping the handle tight and close to my body so that I'm staying connected. Then as I come, come up on that imaginary buoy line, I'm releasing that hand, that outside hand. That's my, my right hand. I'm releasing that hand. I'm keeping tension in my right hand. My right hand has a, it's a fist. You know, it's not a loose hand yet. It's a fist. And then I start to stand up. And as I start to stand up, I start to extend my legs and I start to ski away from my handle. I start to ski away from my arm. My bicep is gauging how far away I am. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to swing away. That handle should be lower than my belly button. And, uh, you know, I want, I want my body hopefully outside of that line of pylon, handle, hips. You know, mm -hmm. I want my, I want to be ahead of that line. And then I'm just extending up, extending up, extending up. I'm, and we've talked about this in previous episodes where I'm almost going to my, I'm basically going to my tippy toes. 
if I feeling, if I'm feeling a little narrow, like let's say for me at 41 or 40, you know, whatever, 39, 41, if I happen to come up a little bit early, then I'm going to start to open my hand a little bit to try to get that little bit more, that one more inch, that two more inches, just extend tall. And then that's right when I feel like that is it for my outward bound. That's my apex. That's the point at which what Trent, you just said, don't ever hang out in that zone. That's, mm-hmm. that's the yeah. zone. That's, that's the zone that once you get static, you have no move, but to go back. So mm-hmm. right when I get to that moment right there, I think about taking a step onto my front foot. And, okay. Yep. So yeah, talk about this in length. Cause this is one that comes as a coach. Um, this one comes back to me a lot. So, so t- talk about that, like that, that step forward or step through just, just, um, it's, I mean, just, just as a coach over the years, you know, the term that, the term that I, I love and it makes so much sense to me personally is dropping in, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's dropping in on a skateboard. It's dropping in on a, on a ski slope. It is getting your body moving forward, which then dictates how, where the water breaks on your ski, which then uh, also combines with the way your ski is designed and pulls the ski through the finish. I think most people try to shove their ski through the finish. Um, and that's not dropping in and that's not, not the turn that I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you could, but you, you gotta be standing up, you gotta be all the way tall. And then ultimately what's happening, you know, I've got right when I get there, let's, you know, my, my inside hand, I'm still doing that one ball turn or that, uh, yep. right hand of the boat turn. So right, right when I get to that full extension and I'm ready to, to, I, I think about stepping forward. And, and I think about making sure that I can feel where the line is tight in my handle, right? Like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to rotate. I'm not trying to hammer. I'm just trying to get up there and try to step in and get my body. My body is technically moving probably forward and forward and towards the boat is what I'm looking for. What's your question? uh, Yeah. So as a right foot forward skier, so we're just going to say turning one ball. So that's your offside turn. Yep. So you, you, you feel like you're, cause it is, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a valuable move and it, and it is, it's, I, it's, 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 um, a lot of people find it really applicable if they can figure it out. So what foot is stepping forward? Okay. So my right foot, my front foot, my right foot, regardless, this is, I mean, we've talked about this before, but my right foot is going to be the controller of the right turn mm-hmm. and my left foot will probably control my left turn. And that's, that's how I look at it. Um, yep. I'm not saying it's correct. We've talked about this a little bit, uh, in previous, in the previous season, but so for me, what happens is when you stand on your right foot, you can then angulate your hips to the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you step on your left foot, you're swinging your hips outward and to the, to the right. So I'm trying to get my body, my hips to be able to go, towards the wakes and towards the boat. Okay. I Mm -hmm. I need my hips to go that way. How do I get my hips to go that way? Well, I need pressure on my right leg to be able to drive my hips that, that direction. So if you never, ever as a, and and if you're a left foot forward skier, it's my belief, that's the same, the same exact motion, except that's based on your back foot. But that doesn't mean that you're back falling back with your body. It's just that I'm I'm going to shoot to angulate off of my back foot coming out of my onside turn. Yeah. So 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 coming into your offside turn, then you you as a right foot forward skier, that does it feel like 
if it feels like you're taking a step, does it feel like it's it's your left foot that's stepping forward then to, to get your left hip to come forward? Doing which which way? On your offside turn. Offside turn as I'm coming in, I'm just, I'm like 50-50 on my feet and standing up. Yeah. And then I literally like make a make a step forward with my body and step right onto that right foot and okay. drive with it. I don't I don't feel left foot necessarily. I guess yeah. maybe it's left foot extending as I'm coming up into that apex area, but uh-huh. I know at, at apex I'm I'm stepping on that front foot and yes. I am then using that pressure that I have on my front foot to be able to torque my hip to the inside. And that's where that's where all that stuff came from where people didn't want to see uh rotation back to the handle, you know, all of that like yeah. Uh, reaching for the handle, twisting your shoulders back uh, towards the wakes, like that, basically uh, the anti-counter rotation, right? Like end of the turn rotation. That's, if you do that, you can't, that that will not allow your hips to stay moving forward. For it, sure. it, it just shoots sure. them back, right? For 100%. Like if you, and, and you know, and just kind of rule of thumb, <clears throat> excuse me, if your upper body is rotating through the turn, Mm-hmm. Or, you know, back, you know, so if you're at one ball and you're rotating your upper body left to try and, you know, initiate or punctuate that turn, um, your hips are going to rotate also. So if that, if you rotate your hips faster than your feet are coming through, your center mass is going to go back. Mm, that's a really, really good way of thinking about it. You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about the way to describe what I was talking about stepping in. Yeah. I was thinking about a shortstop, right? Right before the pitcher pitches see the stance that the shortstop's in, right? Why yeah. is he in that stance? He's in that stance because if the ball goes left, he's going to he's gonna pivot off that right foot and drive his hips to get his body moving to the left. If it goes exactly. to the right, he's got to be able to go that way. That's exactly what I'm talking about and exactly. how, you, how I want to make a turn. And I believe just because your feet are uh, forward and back does not mean that you, you don't still have the ability to do that same motion. Yes. You know, so you have to just understand how you're going to come about that motion. And so, and that's, that's counter rotation, you know, and that's like when, when, when people, you know, and I alluded to at the very start, like how, how the the principles of motion are going to be really, really familiar to people. You know, if you, I, I I use a similar um, analogy, but I use it like in basketball. If you're, you know, let's just say you're jogging down the court and you're going to cut, you're going to cut to the right. Well, you're not going to rotate your body to the right. No. You're actually going to rotate your body a little bit to the left, plant hard off your left foot, and then your center mass is going to be free to, to move to the right. And it's, yes. that's what's so, that's why I'm, especially the gate turn in, like why I'm, I'm careful not like, I don't want to, I don't want to go over the mechanics too deeply. I, like I'll tell people, I said, because you've been doing this since you were a toddler, this is this is, I mean, you figured this out when you figured out how to walk, you know? And so, and then just go back to it again. Let's just say you're doing like a nice brisk, you know, you're running, you're a nice brisk jog and you want to turn to the right. Well, you're not going to rotate your hips and your head, especially to the right. You know, you're probably going to, you're probably going to trip on your feet. If you do, it's, it's going to be so simple. You're actually going to rotate a little bit to the left, plant off your left foot. So you're, so your mask can go to the right, boom, and you're away. So it's, it's, you know, it's funny when <clears throat> is counter rotation right or wrong? Well, 
I mean, of course it's right. <laughs> it, well, it's well, just, ho- well, it's, well, well, let's, let's make sure that we're talking about where and when it is. Right, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I guess, but where yeah. I was going with that is, is like, of course it's right. <laughs> it's the principles of motion, but it, it can't be your cornerstone either. Right. Because let's just, right. let's just go back to, let's just go back to this walking running scenario. Let's just now say you're walking at the slowest rate possible. How are you going right. to turn? Well, it actually is going to be some rotation into the turns. A lot of it's speed based. Da, 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 da. Okay, let, let's do that then. That, this because I, I got one for you. I got one for you. I got one for you. Can you go yeah. back and just tell me what counter rotation is? Yeah, just for, for sure. anybody that doesn't mm-hmm. really under make sure everyone's really understanding what we're talking about yeah. counter rotation. And, and and again, just I'll keep it on its in its simplest sense. It's it's yep. it's rotating out to to move in, if you will. You know. So mm-hmm. let's just say again, like if you. If, if I'll just go for myself, I'm a lefty at one ball for me to get my mass to move forward into the inside to help, you know, initiate and, and accelerate that turn. I'm going to have to rotate my body out to the right as I'm mm-hmm. standing up over my front foot. So then that inside hip, which is going to be my left hip. If I rotate to the outside of the turn, that left hip advances, you know, and I'm just like sitting in the chair doing this. You know? Yeah, this is like like so. Your right arm is extending backwards. Your left arm well, is yeah. extending forward. Yeah, yeah. your and, hip and is the, coming for you. Right? Like, are you? Yep, I mean, that's for sure. I, I just want to make sure. sure we paint the picture. Yeah, and, and like, and and you know, my so my right arm going back. Really, all all that is doing just to help facilitate my the the my hips rotating. You know, so right. that's why you'll see. You know, a, a, a lot of skiers are going to, it's going to be very, very dramatic, dramatic what they do with their upper body thinking like Chris Parrish um, and other people, there's going to be less upper body movement. Um, because again, like that upper body movement is, 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 is only, is only um, impactful as it affects your, your center of mass and just meaning center of your body, your hips. Um, so and yeah. Where in the, the course does this happen? So this is, this needs to be happening while you're extending through the reach and it needs to be happening early. I think, I think, I think where, excuse me, where this people got a little off the rails with this counter rotation is, is that they were allowing themselves to, to, to square to the buoy early just to make a big dramatic rotation out. So it's, I think of it like this, like it's almost not almost. It is the result of your hip orientation not changing. So, and and not like you know, at the risk of being abstract, I'll, I'll back this up. When you're when you come off the second wake, mm-hmm. your hips are facing the same direction as the tip of your ski, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm, again, I'm going to go lefty, crossing the wakes through the gates. As I come off the second wake and, and shift, you know, come onto that flat ski and, and onto my inside edge, my hips, the tip of my ski my feet are pointing on this outward, you know, this outward line. Mm -hmm. So, and as we had said, you know, 20 minutes ago, um, you know, you don't, you don't want that hip handle orientation or that hip handle relationship to change. So as I come off, as I, as I start moving through that reach, as long as I stay committed to that outward trajectory that I'm already on, my hips are already going to be counter rotated. If you will, they're already going to be facing outside of the turn. Um, so and then again, as that reach is going away, that's a, that's when I'm going to be standing up and I'm going to be starting that outward rotation um, because it's it's if you wait until um, your ski has started to lose too much speed, it's not going to support 
as as dynamic uh, a movement yeah so you don't want don't wait until you're at the buoy and you've already slowed down it's gonna be too late at that point again not too late to to move necessarily but too late for your ski to support max movement so because what, what's really gonna happen is, is if i start that move early i'm gonna be able to re- i'm gonna be able to, to make a a a longer more dramatic move so then once my ski does start slowing down and won't support it then the turn's going to be even faster if I wait till I've already slowed down, my ski's not going to support much movement. So then the, you know, the, 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 it, that's going to limit the rate of my turn or, or, you know, how fast I can make. For me, you know, uh, counter rotation, the really key part about it is I think a lot of people tend to do that long pole. They tend to get straight lined at the buoy. Their hand is off mm-hmm. really early. And so they don't know, you know, and then they're starting to counter rotate early. That's kind of what you were talking about earlier, where you basically pre apex and then you're standing there waiting for something to happen. And anytime you're waiting yeah. for something to happen, your only move will be to fall back at the finish. So I just want to make sure people are really clear that counter rotation should be happening from when you release your hand, which hopefully is out, out, right near that theoretical buoy line and it's going to you're going to the counter rotation will happen that kind of motion of opening up and 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 standing tall or getting your hips in the right place is happening from where you let go of the handle to the apex of your turn that's where it's happening i see a lot of counter rotation early in pre-turns that is not where it's supposed to be it is literally just a dynamic move so that you're setting your hips to be leading and getting ready to be able in my in my terms to be able to drop in or step into that turn so now that we've got that kind of talked about, Trent, do you want to just quickly walk us through, um, walk, well, not quickly, but walk us through uh, <laughs> your apex, your apex through finish of the turn. You do it so Stop well. It. I, I think it's, I think it's really important. I think it's really important for people to see, like you, you do so well of, of just staying controlled on the out and your, your finish of your turn isn't dramatic. It, it's powerful when it needs to be, but it's so mm-hmm. smooth and so dialed. So why, why don't you walk us through I, that? Well, for me, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take it, I'll take a page out of your book and, and how you, and, and cause it was fascinating to me. I talked about just, just stop falling at the turn. So for me, it's, 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 I, I try and just have this, you know, like no hail Mary, um, kind of approach. So, because the, by the time you get to apex, so, and you know, we've, we've countered through the, through the reach, through the advancement, by the time you get to that point, the, your best available line is set you know you can jam the finish of the turn and create a little bit of extra angle um if if if, you know if you're already at five ball and it's just kind of what's going to happen you're going to end up pulling all the way to six anyway and but but i i let the i let the turn unfold at that point so i have kind of a few different thoughts one is is i want to try and keep the pressure so wherever it is on my on my ski at that point i want to try and keep it as consistent for as long as possible. So, and I guess you can go, okay, so where is that? Well, if I rotate and drop my shoulder, I'm going to, I'm going to also get a spike in tip pressure. Um, if I, you know, push on my back foot and rock back thinking of an onside turn, I'm going to also lose that tip pressure and get a spike of, you know, tail pressure. So I, I try and at that point, just be one, be really consistent, you know, recognize where the pressure is and be really consistent with it. Um, and then two, I'm, I'm going to be mindful of where I am in relation to the boat. Cause what, what I don't want is I don't want to reach back. I don't want to reach across my body for the handle and, and drive my hips forward and get into a load too early. Um, cause, cause again, that's all that's going to do is put, 
put on the brakes and it's going to bring the load to me early because because you, you know and this we'll touch on this in, in a lot of different ways but you have to keep in mind that as you're coming through that turn you you know you are slowing down the boat is not slowing down so if i now if i make a move push on my back foot rock back um, rotate my upper body any of those moves is, is going to drastically kill my speed and it's going to increase the rate at which the boat gets away from me so and, you know, if you want early load, you can find it, just slow down, you know, but, but again, that's not what we're looking for. That's not what's going to give you a, a maintainable, uh, you know, cross course line. So I'm going to be really even with the pressure, meaning what, you know, as I've moved forward into the turn, I'm going to keep moving at that exact same rate. Um, and I'm going to be, you know, that's where patience comes in. I'm going to be mindful, you know, think of it like this, you know, when you're at the, the, at the apex and you're in your, like you said, dropping in through the finish of this or into the, into this turn, the line of the rope is, is I'm going to say, you know, I'm just going to stay in my field. So I'm a lefty at one ball. The line of the rope is, is, is inside, inside my body, meaning my body is, you know, outside that rope. As I come through the turn and the boat is advancing away from me, that line of the rope is going to start to draw in front of me. So I'm just going to stay committed to the turn um, until the rope is back in front of me. And at that point, the load's going to find me. So I'm just, just trying to, I'm just trying to find tricks to, you know, or keys to, to not cut the finish of that turn off and let the boat just race away from me. I want to keep turning until the boat's in front of me. I've got two, I've got two thoughts that just came to mind. One, when, yeah. while, while you were doing it, all I could, all while you were describing it, all I could see was a high-speed banked mountain bike turn. Yeah. Where if you get too much on your front tire, that that front tire is going to skid out, and you're gonna you're gonna go out the front and blow out. If you get too much weight on the back, you're gonna lose your your front of your front of your tire pressure, and the and you're yeah. gonna go you're gonna fall to the inside. So like that that's like the the a, a major thing that I that I saw and then I forgot I forgot number two because I got so into number one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that man? Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. But uh, um, yeah, so I think but I think um, oh yeah here's the other thought it came back. See look at that. Sometimes you get lucky. Mm-hmm. It, it really it's about it's about carrying your speed through the turn. Like if you jam the finish of that turn, you're you're drastically reducing your speed to get that rope tension to then try to build your speed back up. What Trent's talking about is is basically carving or arcing your turn, which has lots of, you know, it has lots of pressure on the ski and the ski's pulling and it feels it feels amazing, but you're also more importantly, you're, you're arcing through with more speed so that when you connect yeah. to that rope, if you're going faster at your connection point and you're immediately in your stack position and you're able to accept that acceleration and start going, you're going to have a higher top speed potential mm-hmm. by the time you hit that center line. And that's, and, yep. and you're, you're going to have less load, you know? Yep. I mean, like if you like, just think of it like, you know, just to kind of put this into in a really simple perspective if you're if you're standing still on standing on the dock standing still with you know 40 feet of slack and then the boat you know the boat just took off fast as good and it was going 36 miles an hour and you were going zero mm-hmm. what, what would that feel like you know so so why would we not you know, good why would you yeah why would you promote <laughs> a term that left you close to anywhere close to zero those are whiplash you know? Yeah, man. And, and that's, but that's what happens though. Think of it when you like jam an onside oh, turn yeah. and wham, cause I just, you know, you're running late and things are, and just, I'm going to throw all these, you know, all these ideals out the window. What does that load feel like? You know, and, and okay, well, why does it feel like that? It feels like that because you're 
barely moving. You if know, you're, you wanna, if you're neck you and maintain your speed. Yeah. If you're neck and upper, upper shoulders and, and upper, uh, you know, the very top of your back are really sore a lot. That's from that kind of skiing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so, no mystery to what light on the line is. No. You know, it, it's it's just a it's controlling that disparity of speed between yourself and the boat. Mm-hmm. And why it's simple is because the boat, you know, how fast the boat's going. <laughs> right. I just so. had that aha moment about uh, why I was why I was going about the I don't want to fall in my turns, and yeah. and and the aha moment is that um i was forcing myself to to choose the line regardless of where that line is that i set up coming into the turn right yes. so if you come into the turn and you're down course and you're late and you're you're hauling going into the turn there is zero chance you're going to make a tight turn on the buoy and get out of there in a good spot. Yes. So yes. you've got to shift and understand your line. So if I, if I'm coming in high early, had a great gate. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to drop on the backside of one and it's going to go great. If I pop out into two and for some reason I don't ride my line right, or I just make a, I make a poor choice of a turn and I get, let's say a no turn. And all of a sudden now I'm starting to run down course. I'm not liking mm-hmm. where I am. So what do I, what am I going to do? I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to edge change at the, at the center line still, even though I know I'm not ideal, I'm going to swing up on the boat. Yep. The buoy's coming faster than I want it to. I don't have enough space. So am I going to turn right there? No, no. I'm going to shift. I'm going to shift my theoretical buoy to where my apex of this turns coming. The buoy is, the buoy is just, it's a gate. It's telling you, you can turn anytime after this. That's all a buoy is. And you have to be, you have to be able to wrap your brain around that. It's crazy important. And that's, that's like where the big, like, I mean, if there was like just an overriding theme on on my approach and and my approach to coaching, it's, you have to learn how to ski the boat because you're exactly right, Rossi, that, that buoy isn't, that's not where you turn right? <clears throat> That's that you, you just have to turn after that point. That's the course's <laughs> and, limiting factor. Yes. And eventually, you know what I mean? And obviously there's limits to, to, to that, to that ideal, because eventually, you know, if it's too far down, then you're not, you are not going to make the next buoy, but, but it, you do not need to backside the buoy one because, because watch someone watch, you know, watch someone run 41. Like look how far past the buoy they are when they actually, get that, get that, you know, that connect reconnection with the boat, you know, because as the line gets shorter, you know, that, that, you know, you have to be at your highest, highest, highest point at, you know, closer and closer and closer to the buoy. So, I mean, really the turn's kind of starting at the buoy as the line gets really short, but, but yes. And that's something we're going to, we're going to touch on further down the road too. Um, it's skiing. Yep. It is skiing the boat, you know? So even if you're running, sorry, especially if you're running down course, you still, have to travel up to your apex because that's what's going to decide how much speed and angle you have exiting the turn. I think like last thing for me, and, and I think this is actually, I hadn't even known it was going to go this way, but, but we spent, you know, both of us, both of us who were using the example of, of our one ball turn. Well, I'm a lefty, you're a righty. So we've been describing an onside and an offside turn um, without feeling the need to, to, to differentiate. So I, I think that's, to me, that's, that's super revealing. 